those people who are upset now, who don't know what to do in future, I will advise to uh, look on your life from another angle and find that hidden talents in you, that uh, hidden passions, your passions, about which you didn't know during all your life. And uh, then your life will become more brighter and more interesting. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine, to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 195 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group, to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program. Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. And if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram, aziz.future, and join the Telegram channel, Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians, and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland, and Monaco, top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland, top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places, because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Bohdana Chernyak. Dana is a first-year student at the Institute of International Relations, studying international law. She is a member of the Cultural Department and of the Press Center 
of the Institute of International Relations. In the cultural department, she organized meeting with famous Ukrainians and writes posts. In the press center, she creates the content for the Telegram, Facebook, and Instagram pages, as well as writes articles published on the Institute website, posts about international law, and makes the agenda for the news of the week. And she participates in the moot court competitions. Dana enjoys reading. She cannot live without writing poetry and prose and really loves embroidery, knitting, drawing, as well as theater in the future. She wants to put all efforts to making her city Kiev and her country Ukraine prosperous. Dana, how are you today? So uh, today I'm fine and I believe it will be a great interview and a lot of people will enjoy it. So I am overexcited and open to you, open to vote. I am ready and I already know it's going to be wonderful. Today, if you feel your mood, what would be a perfect activity that will make you feel really happy? Would it be theater, poetry, embroidery, drawing, or simply taking a walk in the park and enjoying the architecture? What would be the best thing for your mood? Maybe it will be uh, taking a walk in the city center because now we have a lot of work in the institute. We're preparing for our exams. So I'm really tired and I really want to go out with my friends to enjoy our architecture. I really like uh, Sofia's Cathedral in Kiev. I enjoy this place and uh, I really want now to see it. But I'm here at home preparing for my law exams, for my English exam. So I hope I will have a walk in a week. I hope that for you as well. And tell me about architecture. What is the most interesting part for you when it comes to architecture? And more importantly, what is the feeling or the emotion it gives you? In architecture, I like when I feel in my heart, in my soul, that this is that building on which I can look forever. This is um, St. Uh, St. Andrei uh, Church in Kiev. Uh, it is a uh, Kiev Pichers Clara. It is uh, St. Sophia Cathedral. When I look at them, uh, I feel something that I can't describe, but in my heart I feel that this is what I want to see, to look at forever. Uh, it mustn't be so like... Um, uh, there mustn't be a lot of details, but uh, if I see something and I like it, I will like it. If I see something and I don't like it, I won't like it. And uh, I can't say that I like uh, one type of architecture, like uh, uh, something which is um, uh, looks like Sofia's Cathedral, I will like it. No, uh, I like... Um, Horodetsky's uh, house of Horodetsky in Kiev. I like uh, the modern architecture in Kiev. So it is something like parts of different centuries binding in one city. And I like this mix. 
I really like your answer there. And I'm curious about it because you love art in general, correct? Yes, yes. When I interviewed some artists, some of them will say, and I would agree, that when the artist creates something, their emotion and vision is transmitted and kept in the art. So when people see it, it will create that emotion and they can resonate with it if they are resonating with the artist. While other people say no, they create art where each person will see different beautiful things for themselves. And the artist is about using the techniques that will allow people to discover new things that the artist didn't even know. Which one do you agree with more? How do you approach art? Do you believe that it's the soul of the artist captured in each thing they do? or the architect that makes it special, or the architect does something that allows a lot of people to discover new things about their soul, and that is what makes it interesting, or something else? So uh, I agree with two quotes, because uh, I write poetry. It is my passion. I like to do it, but uh, I haven't written it for two months already if I don't forget something. And um, when I write something, it is really emotion. And I'm trying to write about my emotions in my poetry. But uh, if we will talk about uh, um, pictures, I don't think that everyone can see the emotion of artist in every picture. Uh, For example, uh, the very prominent uh, artist of Ukraine, um, Ivan Marchuk, his um, pictures are very different. In some of them, you can see the idea, the idea of of, of Esser, um and uh, we can understand what he wants to say through this picture. But in others, uh, in others' pictures, uh, we can say this. We can see this idea. We see the picture and we can imagine what he wanted to say through this picture. And I think that uh, a different way of um, taking, uh, putting an emotion in uh, pictures, in poems, in songs, uh, it is a way if, in which we can make art different and once in some of them we can see the idea in some we can become artists ourselves and to imagine the idea of uh, artist thank you i love that you're thinking in nuances and i can see the lawyer training speaking through you <laughs> and to speak more about poetry and emotions first are you more of an emotional girl not in the sense that you're just like yelling and crying all the time but in that you feel a lot of emotions you're sensitive to emotions you feel things deeply uh, yes i'm very sensitive to emotions and every word can resonate in my soul so if someone say that uh, your work isn't perfect I will be upset. If someone will say your work is awesome, I will be very happy. I will be over happy. But now I try, I'm try. i trying to control my emotions because I understand that in, adults, uh, in adult life, 
uh, it is not very good. So I'm trying to get it under control. Oh, I have so many questions now. You have a friend in your class, Nastia, who I interviewed as well. And she said something similar. And then I asked her this question, and I'm curious about your answer. As a lawyer, other lawyers will try to say things to you to disturb your focus. So if it's important that people give you that feedback, isn't doesn't it make being a lawyer more difficult because there is a lot of stress, a lot of uh, other competitors who might try to destabilize you and also sometimes it's possible to lose in court and I had from uh, um, one of the really best lawyers in Ukraine I interviewed her as well and she said now she focuses on the process rather than the result because you can be a lawyer who does something for years in order to win and in the end after doing everything correctly (laughs) it doesn't work but you don't have to focus on the results to feel happy, but to enjoy the process. Can you comment on these, please? So um, I'm that person that likes to set goals. Uh, set goal, like I said, uh, to get my emotions under control. And this was one of the purposes uh, why I um, wanted to enter my university, my institute, and this, and to study international law. Because I understood that uh, this will help me to uh, put emotions under control, uh, to make more self-confident and to make more adult, maybe. And uh, uh, now I can say that I'm not so that I'm not don't depend on some someone's um, opinion. Uh, yes, sometimes uh, I will be upset if somebody will say that your work isn't perfect and I will be very upset, I will sad, I will maybe even cry, but uh, it, w- it will be only five minutes. After them, I will set new goal for me and I it will be the aim to become better, become better in that field in which I was failed. And I think that uh, it is uh, that way that can help everyone to become better version of myself, of anyone. Yes. Thank you. You mentioned something. So controlling your emotions is important and necessary, and it means you become more adult, correct? Yes, yes. Who is happier, an adult who controls their emotions or an adult who feels all the emotions to the extreme? Uh, I don't... I, I, I can't answer this question uh, in one way. So maybe I will say that the more happier that person which uh, who understands what he wants now. If you are a lawyer and you are in a court, you are um, presenting your uh, side of... Uh, the case, yes, and you're getting into emotions, that's bad, and you won't happy. But if you are enjoying your life on the beach, on the seaside in Florida, why I should control emotions? I will be happy, I will dancing, uh, I will, I don't know, maybe smiling and laughing. And enjoying this life, it all depends from situation in which you are and um, 
you will uh, choose to control your emotions or to uh, let them to control yourself. Thank you. And I had many, many uh, guests here, girls who say they feel a lot of emotions, they are more emotional, but they notice that people will say their face is very serious and strict, even a poker face, and sometimes the girl may be happy, but her face looks angry, and people say, why are you so angry? Are you like that? Uh, I don't think that uh, uh, from the from your face, uh, everyone can read your emotions. Uh, now, in the era of globalization, when you... Uh, 24 hours, seven days of a week in your phone and you are chatting with your friends, uh, you can't show your emotions like uh, 100 years ago people did it when there was a live communication. Uh, you can smile from the many funny picture, but uh, uh, you don't smile as well as you uh, do it when you're communicating alive with your friend. So I think that uh, that's why uh, people can say, can think that uh, somebody's uh, face expression is uh, angry or sad or indifferent. But uh, in the soul, in the deep of the, in the deep of soul, you can feel all spectrum of emotions, and I think that's great. What you feel. It is much more um, important than what you show to people. Wonderful. What you feel is much more important than what you show on your face. And how do you express? What is your method or your approach to expressing how you feel in poetry and in prose? And are they different? Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they are different. Maybe they are all about one uh, topic. But um, when I'm writing it, I'm overexcited and calm in one time. Calm in one time. Uh, and uh, I have noticed that uh, I am writing about that um, circumstances which were never happened with me. Um, Something like love, maybe, or something. Uh, I like folk, Ukrainian folk, and I'm trying to write something in this way. But I understand that it is not it is not my history. It is only what I want to write, and uh, it is interesting. And I don't know how does it happen. Yes, I like that. So it's interesting. You don't know how it happened. And in general, as an artist as a, and a writer, what do you feel or it seems to be common between the things that you write and that you like to write? Do you seem to write about adventures? Do you seem to write about things that involve drama between people? Do you seem to write about ambitious people going after goals? Maybe about love stories? Or you try to do everything and to you, it's what is a new experience and a new emotion that is interesting rather than more of a common theme. Uh, I'm trying to write about everything, but I really uh, like to write about nature, about the sea, about the mountains, about forests. 
I see some magic in it, but I don't have uh, a lot of uh, poems about nature. Uh, I don't know how does it happen. Uh, I have a lot of poems about love, about um, uh, relations between people, and uh, I don't uh, know, maybe they're beautiful. My friends say that they have some, but I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to write about what I'm feeling now so sometimes, sometimes, and now I want to write about um, the Mm. So, Katerina Pavlenko, she's a um, uh, member of uh, the group GoAway, which represents Ukraine in Eurovision this year. Uh, she's a really strong person, and uh, I can say that she uh, inspires me to write about her history. So I think that uh, in week or two or months or half a year, I will write about her. What does it mean for you, a strong person? A strong person uh, is a person who had a lot of bad things in her life, a lot of mess in her life, but she could go over it and uh, to achieve that top of the mountain which she wanted to achieve. Maybe. And is this the journey that you are on? Yes. Yes. I don't I can say that I had a lot of bad things in my life. Successfully, no. But I have that top of the mountain and uh, I believe I will achieve it. Thank you. And you mentioned earlier that joining the Institute, one of the reasons is to get more confidence. Can you tell me how is confidence, what does it mean and how is it related to the top of the mountain and to be in a strong person? So I can't answer a question about how does it relate to the top of the mountain because it is a secret, sorry. But uh, confidence for me is to speak with you because uh, a year ago I couldn't even imagine that I will be interviewed in English for so great podcast. I said I thought that I'm not a fluent speaker. I don't think so now. I don't think that I'm fluent speak fluent can speak English, but I don't afraid to do it. I'm open to what I'm open to new experiences. I'm trying to uh, I'm trying myself in every field I'm interested in. So it is a theater. It is a poetry. Uh, it is. Uh, Maybe in culture department, I'm organizing meetings with actors, Ukrainian actors, and it is also confident because you don't afraid to write to them. You don't afraid to uh, write hello. Maybe you want to have a meeting with us, and you don't afraid that uh, he or she will answer no. I don't want. It is not interesting for me. Now I um, more easy going. No. Okay, I will uh, invite somebody else. So it is confidence for me when you don't afraid something, when you don't afraid uh, new challenges you see on your um, uh, way of life. You're doing very well. I really encourage you. And to ask you, you said you're trying yourself in many fields whether poetry or doing things without being afraid, like contacting uh, the Ukrainian actors, etc. And I understand, like you said a year ago, 
you wouldn't believe that you were be fluent enough for a podcast, etc. What changed in your life? Because I assume before you were very shy and then there was a moment or a life event or a decision where you thought, no, I refuse to stay a shy girl. I will become confident. And then you began to change your life. What is that story? What happened? I entered the University of International Relations. Really, this is a place which have changed my life. Uh, I have met a lot of friends here, a lot of awesome people, my teachers, my English teacher, uh, Natalia Drima. She's very outstanding person. She not only uh, studies us, teach, teaches us English, but she also have taught us to be confident, to present speeches, to believe in what you are saying. And I think that all these circumstances made me more confident, made me more easygoing, made me more open to the world. And I very thankful to the university for these surprises, maybe. And also, uh, I can say that my school, my elder school and my uh, first school were also that places which um, opened my talents. Because uh, every step, every class, it was like a step of my life. Every first class, second, fifth, ninth, eleventh. Every class was like a step to my dream. And I believe that uh, all teachers in my life, my parents, all my friends, were that people and are that people who make me more confident person, more smart person and person who can achieve a lot of um, tops of mountains in this life. Thank you. So that's really wonderful about people. So if I understood you correctly, and maybe this is a great wisdom for the listeners, when you are around people who are ambitious, who work hard, who want to be confident, who are going to the top of the mountain, that inspires you and changes you to become stronger. But if we are around toxic people or people who are lazy, then we cannot be the best we can be. And therefore, the right people around us is a very important part of success. Is this correct? And what are your thoughts? Yes. If you are in the in that society where people are lazy, they don't want to do everything, they say that everything in this life is bad, you're adapting to these um, circumstances and you became lazy, you became sad, angry, etc. And when you are between people who have a fire in their souls, fire in their eyes, who want to change this world, who want to change their life, who inspire you and inspired by you, you became the better version of yourself. You're trying to find that talent that are hiding in the depths of your soul. And uh, that's really good, maybe. <laughs> I can change another word because... Uh, choose another word because... I don't think that uh, when you are on the level uh, when you feel you are comfortable, 
you can achieve something. You can, you should go out your comfortable, uh, comfortable. I forgot the word. Uh, comfort zone. Comfort zone. Yes, comfort zone. Uh, to achieve something, to become better. Yes. I agree with you one thousand percent. And maybe we'll return to this in a little bit as a topic. But for now, I'm curious about two things. You mentioned soul and the depth of soul three times. Is it spiritual? What do you mean with soul? And before, you said you love to write about nature and that there is magic of nature. What is the magic of nature? And I know it sounds very metaphysical and spiritual, these two questions. <laughs> what is the soul? <laughs> what is the magic of nature? Soul is something that you feel, but you can describe it. Uh, when you are in the forest and you are listening to the wind, to the sounds of birds, uh, to the maybe to the birds, to animals, maybe you feel something like happiness, but you can't describe this happiness. When you are on the seaside and you are listening to sea, you can describe these feelings, and this is so. And uh, I really like this feeling because uh, you feel that you are happy, you feel that you are calm, and uh, in our life we don't feel this so um, so uh, often as we want. So this coldness, this happiness uh, is a soul for me. Thank you. And you mentioned that it's not possible to really communicate that in words. Well, how do you communicate that in poetry? In poetry, it is uh, maybe uh, metaphors. It is uh, something that um, you can read between the lines of the po of the poem, maybe. Thank you. And as a very poetic, artistic girl, why did you choose international law? Because I really um, liked law since childhood since deep childhood uh, I was uh, always interested in the work of lawyers judges and um, I really was interested in uh, diplomatics so uh, when I was in the 10th grade I understood that international law is that um, is my way after studying it, I want to uh, connect my life with uh, international relations, with international law. So um, I decided it is the best way for me <laughs> and uh, entered the university. Wonderful. Now tell me specifically, what is interesting to you about law and the work of judges and lawyers, etc.? And what is the most fascinating thing for you about diplomacy you said that since childhood what is it is it like some movie characters you watched and they were so elegant or lawyers who are like saving a poor family who is gonna lose everything or is it just 
the really smart and witty uh, lawyers in series like Suits, etc.? Or what is the thing that both diplomacy and the work of the law system that really, really interested you? Um, in all lawyers' work, in judges' work, um, something that inspired me was that they are establishing justice. Uh, it was really mm, the key point of uh, my uh, deciding to uh, enter in the uh, international law, Institute of International Relations on International Law. And uh, uh, since childhood, I have um, seen a lot of films about uh, judges, about lawyers. I really like them. And also about medicine. Uh, before uh, the lawyer, I wanted to become a doctor, maybe a um, surgeon. Yes, but I uh, gave up this idea. So now I'm starting to become a lawyer. And um, I appreciate and I really like the process of preparing for the uh, court. Uh, I'm uh, participating in moot courts. And uh, in one, we uh, took second place. Yes, my my team, yes, second place uh, get, got. And uh, when you're preparing for uh, the court, when you're um, reading a lot of uh, information about the case, it is what really inspires you to do things better, to become better, to learn more about uh, exactly this um, part of maybe European Union Charter or about uh, Declaration of Human Rights. And uh, this what resonates in my heart. And I believe that uh, I uh, enjoy the process of preparing. So uh, I... I guess that in future, when I will be a lawyer, an international lawyer, uh, I will prepare for real cases, for real courts, and I will enjoy it as well. I enjoy it now. Fantastic. First, which one is more important for you, justice or fairness? And are they different? Do they have different meanings? Um, maybe they are both very important in our society because um, they are very interconnected between each other, with each other. And um, the aim of court and the aim of lawyers, aim of judges to save them from uh, bad people, maybe. Uh, from, um, I don't know, evil. And uh, it was really important to uh, walk uh, to save, to walk on to save it, maybe. Wonderful. And now about the process of preparing for court, which you enjoy very much. What is similar about the process of preparing for court and writing prose or poetry or 
watching architecture or drawing, knitting, and theater. Oh, they're really connected with each other. Uh, because for writing poetry, you need an inspiration. inspiration. And for writing a written part of the mood court, you also need a lot of inspiration because uh, you understand what, what you want to say, but you don't know how to write it correctly. So you're going out, you're taking a walk, maybe with friends, maybe alone, with good music in your uh, uh, telephone, maybe. And uh, you are going to look at uh, uh, Kiev's uh, arch architecture on the uh, in the park, maybe, uh, and to enjoy nature. And then you arrive at home and uh, starting to type on your laptop uh, all what you want to say to court. And uh, it really works. And uh, there are a lot of uh, similar between writing poetry and writing a written part for mood court and maybe court, real court. I love what you're saying. It sounds wonderful. It sounds like bringing artistry into the justice system, and that is very beautiful. And to ask you then about this, some people believe that as a lawyer, you should be like immersed in books and writing 20 hours a day, or even 22 hours a day, depending on if it's in New York or something, and always working a lot and then you will succeed and you will do great work while some other people say no actually we need times where because the best ideas don't come when we're working but they can come in a park or in the shower etc so you need naps you need walks you need time off and when you feel almost burning out to relax otherwise it will not be good work it might be 20 hours of work but it will be bad quality but if you had more relaxed time you increase the quality which one do you believe and did it help you even get good grades etc whichever way you follow I believe that if you walk 20 or 22 hours a day, you will get an emotional burnout very quickly. Uh, everyone needs a rest. And lawyers are as same people as others, as uh, doctors, as uh, maybe models, as actors, as anybody. We are also people. And... Uh, of course, we uh, have to walk a lot, but it is not 20 hours. Uh, we um, need to take a walk in the park. We need to have an hour in shower. We need to go um, to sea, maybe, uh, and to swim in its salty water. Uh, because everyone needs a rest, and um, without rest, your work will be bad, quali bad quality, yes. Uh, I can be an example of it, because when uh, I entered the university, I worked hard on every task I got. So, uh, to the end of the term, I was very tired. I didn't want everything and I wanted it to be holidays already. 
uh, I uh, was waiting to the for the end of our exams as for my birthday maybe <laughs> and now I understand that I shouldn't pay so much attention to my phone to turn Wi-Fi off and to have a walk on sunny weather or to uh, do a cleaning in my flat or to uh, visit my friends, visit my uh, relatives uh, who live in Kiev. So uh, when you are all in work, you will be very quickly fed up with it. But uh, uh, when you have a, a little rest, you become more effective. Effective, effective, I don't know. Um, and your work uh, is, will be of higher quality than if you work non-stop 24 hours a day. I agree with you 1000%. That is absolutely true and wonderful. And you mentioned that you turn the Wi-Fi off your phone and you don't check it so much. What do you think about social media? Do you believe it's more positive, more negative? How does it affect the psychology of the young Ukrainians in your age and younger? It was our topic for English lesson today. <laughs> so uh, I believe that there are as, as well as positive effect of social media as uh, a negative. The positive effect of uh, social media is that you are in connect with your friends who are far away from you. I have a best friend who lives in Warsaw now, in Poland, uh, and uh, I haven't seen her since last summer, since July of last summer, yes. And uh, the Instagram, Telegram helps us to be in contact with each other. But when there are a lot of this contact, it's, it is bad. Uh, you become, uh, maybe you become, uh, to be distracted and you can't do work properly. The quality of your work will be very low. And um, when you turn off Wi-Fi and you don't check social media, uh, you can do work of high quality and quickly. And about the uh, effect of uh, social media on teenagers in our country, I uh, can say that uh, maybe it will be uh, not, not good. It is um, maybe not bad, but uh, um, I can't describe it. Not as bad as it could be, but uh, uh, it is not normal because a lot of children are live in uh, social media or in games. And uh, uh, I don't think that's good because uh, everyone uh, should enjoy that beauty which uh, surrounds us. Uh, and uh, your world doesn't end in your phone. And uh, there are a beautiful life around you, so we uh, should uh, turn out Wi-Fi and uh, 
and to I forgot the what. <laughs> Uh, to enjoy the magic of enjoy. nature. <laughs> yes, to enjoy the magic of nature, yes. Thank you. And the question before the final one is this, because you're speaking about a very important topic, but in general, about enjoying life, feeling alive, doing work that you believe in, you're passionate about. If there is someone right now who is a bit unhappy or they don't know what to do or what mountain they should decide to climb or anything, what is some good advice you heard or you believe or you want to share that you think maybe will help them if they listen? On our English lessons, we uh, have seen the film Dead Poet Society and there was a teacher who advised to his um, pupils uh, to stand on the table and look at everything from the another angle. And to those people who are upset now, who don't know what to do in future, I will advise to uh, look on your life from another angle and find that hidden talents in you that uh, hidden passions your passions about which you didn't know f during all your life and uh, then your life will become more brighter and more interesting i believe uh, i believe it will help wonderful thank you that is absolutely fantastic advice and to finish can you share more about yourself, any projects you're involved with, and your social media as well as the social media of any projects you wish to share? So now I'm involved in the work of the cultural department of our Institute of International Relations as well as the, in the work of the press center of our institute as well as the, the, as the in work of in legal department of our institute and I will maybe uh, left links of our departments in Instagram and also you can find me on Instagram and Facebook I'm really active there so uh, I don't have another project now but I believe in future I will have a lot of them Thank you very much, Dana. It was an honor, a pleasure, an enriching experience, and I wish you the best luck for your exams and a great day. Thank you. Wish you sunny shining and all the best. <laughs>